Ageko Ofana Naye. Pretty old, but too old for idols to enter the competition. You can be very sure I wouldn't be sitting here behind this microphone. I'd be on the world's stages singing with my beautiful baritone voice. Good evening, everybody. It is a good day. 17th of November, 2020. This is The Viewpoint with Songas on my back there. A day the team always looks forward to more, especially with the Tuesday takeover this time around. One like no other. As you might glean from the song, Mr. Selo Hadang, Chief Executive Officer, Nelson Mandela Foundation. Dade Hadang, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Good evening. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Wonderful song choice. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well and, and I know I, ins- I inspired you to choose this one. So, yeah. You did I, inspire. I see people are saying they are congratulating me <laughs> for your choice. So, I, I'm happy to take it. Because it has been inspired by you and talking about inspiration, you've inspired a generation of young South Africans who might not themselves know the legend himself, Dadama Diba, and it has fallen to you following on and may his soul rest in peace. The recent passing of former CEO of the foundation, Ahmed Dango, it falls upon you now to make sure that the legacy of Madiba is kept alive, his work, seen and unseen, a heavy task. A heavy one indeed. Maybe maybe we should start on that sad note um, to pass our deepest condolences to the family of uh, the man who um, committed suicide on the N1. Yeah, um, I saw that too. That was terrible. And um, it tells a story of where we are as a country, where the world is at the moment. And to say that uh, we, yeah. we shouldn't take lightly issues of mental health, uh, the heaviness that people are carrying, and uh, that we should share the burden, the burden of um, of growing families, the burden of mm-hmm. feeding families, the burden of just being. So I want to pass our deepest condolences to his family, his friends, and uh, to say that uh, we feel your loss. As a country, we, we, sh- we should be rallying around each other to make sure that such pain uh, doesn't, uh, it doesn't affect just a few. Um, so the, the this legacy of Madiba is one that we take seriously and that one that uh, uh, weighs heavily on uh, on our shoulders uh, but we do it with pride uh, with joy and a sense of fulfillment mm. because it's an absolute privilege it is a privilege to be associated with the name with the brand and the kind of work that it does given how important it is in society it's it's one thing to continue archiving the man and his history and his story to be told for generations to come. Quite another to really live out the legacy. I mean, the kinds of things for which he stood, the vulnerable, the elderly, children especially, women's rights, human rights at large. And when you unpack that, that work is not always glorious and glamorous. Yeah, that's the that's the off-camera kind of stuff that we have to do, and uh, and uh, that that off-camera stuff is actually what gives um, the work meaning. Um, I, I was telling you earlier on that uh, stuff that keeps me awake at night is uh, receiving a note from someone who I don't know, and they say that my mother has gone blind because they've got a cataract, and uh, they, we we can't afford to have the operation done and do you then help that person uh, it, uh, what keeps me awake at night is making sure that uh, this the spirit of madiba the legacy of madiba of giving of himself of giving of uh, his name uh, 
um, is lived, is is uh, becomes true through the Nelson Mandela Foundation's work, and I, I'm 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 forever grateful for the leadership of the board of the Nelson Mandela Foundation, but also for the staff, because uh, it had not been for the executive team and the staff of the foundation, one who didn't have gone as far as one has, and 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 um, I guess the. Your, your question also goes to the essence of why the foundation exists. It exists to um, help those who uh, are in need through the Mandela Day initiative, which has now evolved itself to helping through each one feed one, but it also uh, to convene dialogues, uh, difficult dialogues that we convene daily. Madiba called my predecessor, Ahmad Dango, to his office, when Ahmad decided that we will do dialogue work, he said, I hope you understand what you mean by dialogue. When you have two people in a room who want to be there, who enjoy each other's company, that's not dialogue. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's a chat. Real dialogue is if we, you have Songhezo in the room and Songhezo is with someone that uh, he detests, uh, that he they default hugely on views and you try to get them to at least compromise, to understand each other. That's real dialogue. And we convene those. And of course, um, the pinnacle of that, you have the Nelson Mandela Annual Lecture, which is something that uh, we convene annually where we then determine the theming of the year ahead. Mm. Um, and then the third part is the archive. Uh, you know, the Madiba uh, bequeathed the Nelson Mandela Foundation with something that's uh, really special, which is um, the... The papers, his papers, um, and uh, and uh, we we can through that just uh, keep imagining and reimagining his legacy. Is it living? Is it relevant today? Is it uh, helping respond to the current? Do you challenges? want to venture an answer to those questions? <laughs> oh yeah, of, of course. Sure. Um, so um, it, it, it's it, the test of a living legacy is one that outlives its uh, its um, its founder the one who established it um, and uh, with with the archive the archive tends to be one that uh, we we make come alive through um, how we listen to madiba talk about hope for example mm. when you came to the foundation i i read to you parts of the archive uh, where did. he's writing yeah. to his uh, daughters for example a letter while he was in prison in 1969 uh, and, and you see most of his letters start off with education, the education of his children, education of uh, prison warders, education of the children of prison warders, rather, uh, education of um, his friends' children. And that's why education is so important. And we, we pass on that message. But halfway through that letter of 69, before I'm distracted, uh, he, he says, I'm... I'm uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to spending the rest of my living years with you. Zinzi says her heart is sore because I'm not at home and wants to know when I will come back. I do not know, my darlings, when I will return. You'll remember that in a letter I, read, I, I, I wrote to you, 1966, I told you that I will, um, I, I will be back because a judge, white judge, has said, I should spend the, the rest of my living years in prison. But I don't believe him. Mm. And I think there, that line alone, says, I don't believe him. Hope. Believe, um, don't believe people who say you're, you're not going to end up being anything. And then he says, don't worry about me now. I'm happy. I'm well. 
full of strength and hope. Hope. Madiba had spent seven years in prison. He still had 20 more years to go. If he held on to hope, who are we to lose it? I'm going to hold on to that word hope. You mentioned the importance of Madiba's legacy being sustained as an idea through dialogue and dialogue work through the annual lecture which gives you the theme for the year ahead as well as the archives center that gives the community that of course is interested the sense of historical perspectives so it can better first of all engage its presence and then look for lodestars here and there as to what the future might hold for those who might not yet know or who missed the introduction mr sello hatang chief executive officer nelson mandela foundation this man right here is an author archivist a summiteer of mount kilimanjaro and this time next year there will be two such people sitting in the studio yeah. who would have summited that mount kilimanjaro as a archbishop dutu fellow Selo Adang was also Nelson Mandela Foundation's information and communications manager before being a spokesperson, before being now the CEO. Previously, senior manager at the South African Human Rights Commission, participated in the post-94 transformation of the National Archives, including archival support for the TRC. A conversation every now and then has a way of bubbling and almost just disturbing the potlid in this very studio because we want to know what happened at the TRC. We want to know what happened at CODESA. Where are the minutes? Who said what? There's always a conversation as to what was the actual settlement before it played itself out in these many instruments and institutions and, of course, all predicated on the strength of the Constitution. We're going to probe you, Mr. Hatang. For those who want to participate in this conversation, please do give us a call. Johannesburg, 714-2006, O double one seven one four two thousand and six. We have all of 10 minutes with Mr. Hatang because he has a guest of his own. If you haven't yet seen, go to my Twitter page. Go to that of the Nelson Mandela Foundation or that of his to know who it is. A strong person who needs very little introduction. A powerful woman in the truest sense. I would even dare say the most powerful in the world. Let's talk about dialogue work. I just want to impress the strength typically of what it could be. And I'm predicating this on hope. Hope. What hope should a South African have? You opened your segment by marking the life that we have lost as a people because there's a gentleman, for whatever reason, his way out of it was to take his life. We cannot therefore discard the sense of desperation he was in, that he found suicide as a way out of it. It's a deep story. It's a sad story. It's a story of tragedy, but a human story nonetheless. Where for him, there was no hope. How in the space that we find ourselves in, a leadership vacuum, it's, it's a fact now. There's a leadership vacuum for the most part in South Africa. Hopelessness because economically as a nation, we are threadbare. We are hanging on by the skin of our teeth. COVID has just wreaked a sense of a DNA that we never knew we had in this country, that we knew everything we knew, but did we ever think that half a billion would be squandered when there was so much desperation? Each one feed one is a result of the sense of hopelessness that somebody somewhere can still hang on to. How do we talk our way out of this, or how do we create work out of dialogue to overcome where we are as a society? I think the key to, to dialogue is listening. And I think we, we've been failing in terms of listening. We're not listening enough, listening with compassion, for example. 
They say that uh, the test of any listening is uh, also about uh, listening with compassion, that uh, uh, we, we want to be right. And in that uh, pursuit of uh, being right, we then tend to then fail just at that basic test of um, of listening with compassion. And and I think if we are to convene dialogues that uh, that matter, um, it's dialogues that uh, ask beginning to probe us as a nation. Are we doing enough for the vulnerable, the discarded, the forgotten people? And uh, my colleagues and I um, went to the northwest in some really small village, mm. and we tried to locate ourselves through GPS, as we all do. And uh, GPS said, in the middle of nowhere. It said that? It said, in the middle of nowhere. And uh, it, it hit us. These are people who are somewhere in South Africa. But they're in the middle of nowhere for the GPS. Somewhere, but nowhere. But nowhere. The sense of belonging mm-hmm. is gone. Um, you belong, but you don't. You are the marginalized. Um, and we, we tend to find those people. Um, and, uh, and as you find them, you, you, you listen to what they have to say about their stories. How far they've traveled. How they got there to work at the mine. And the mines shut down in the early 2000s. And with the mines shutting down, this is where I find myself now. Somewhere but nowhere. But nowhere. And I think if, if uh, we take that sense of belonging, if uh, we live true to the Constitution, that South Africa belongs to all who live in it, we must always then try to take that thread further. How do they belong? What do they have? Who are they? Do they even have a name? And I think that's, those are questions that the Nelson Mandela Foundation tends to ask itself. And in the process, we then say, let's center poverty and inequality. Let's center early childhood development. Let's make sure that every child counts mm. with social development. Because it's, if, uh, if every child counts, it becomes easier to account for those who are in the middle of nowhere say, well how, well, how do they get access to education? How do they get access to services? Uh, do we remember them only at election time? Does the IEC find them and our politicians find them to make an X and then they are nowhere again afterwards? Brian from Bumalanga. Good evening, Songhezo. This opening song you started the program off with should be played to all of parliamentarians at every session just to remind them that what their oath of office entails, and it will serve to maybe, 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 it will serve to maybe get to them and their conscience. How's it? What a beautiful song to start the show. I get goosebumps when I hear it. Really great man. Chris in KZN. Good song. Song as in Stellenbosch. Are you in the middle of nowhere? Somewhere but nowhere. Peep, peep. Mokopane, good evening. Sello. Um, thanks for taking my call. Mm, good evening, uh, sir. Uh, uh, yes. Look, <clears throat> I think I heard you saying, how are we going to get out from this economic disaster, economic um, uh, 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 incline, uh, poverty, and so forth? 
um, song is mm. a simple thing is if our leaders can stop stealing from us, giving us what they promise, doing what they were supposed to do, will be a very better country than any in the world. But we have greedy, we have thieves, we have people who don't care, we have arrogancy in our leadership. So, in all those things that I said from Asa, mm. we are in deep trouble. We, 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 we are, I don't think we will ever come this situation we are in. How long should we talk on radio that people must stop stealing from us? Mm. How long, Sambesa? How long? I don't know. Good question. How how long? Thank you. How, how long should we keep on calling you, complaining about people who are stealing? I mean, how long should people go out and burn stuff mm. so that leadership can listen to them? Brother, I've got one word to you. I'm not saying it's going to be a solution, but I think in the reflection that Mr. Hatang narrated about the letters between the Mandela girls and himself when he was on the island, there's one word that was just always there. H-O-P-E, hope. I don't know what your thoughts are. Felix, Nelspreit, good evening. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking my call. Mm. I just wanted to say... uh, Somebody once asked me during the last Mandela Day celebration, he said, Felix, why are you not uh, celebrating the Mandela Day? I said, but that would be an insult. Because I live in Mandela life. And Mandela never celebrated the Mandela Day because he lived in Mandela life. If you really want to honor Mandela, you have to live in Mandela life. In Mandela, we never steal our money. In Mandela, we never, never hate another human being because of the color of his skin. In Mandela, lives a compassionate life, a dignified life, a life of integrity. So I told him, please, stop celebrating Mandela Day if you know you are not going to live a Mandela life. And that's where all the problem is, except we all wake up to the reality that the only way we can build a better society is to live a Mandela life. We will forever run round and round in circles. And that's why I'm employing everybody. Please live in Mandela life. Fantastic. And everything will be well with you. Awesome. Felix, thank you so much for that. And just before I give the opportunity to Mr. Hatang to respond, we really are struggling with the voice notes this evening. I don't know what's happening, guys. Come on. Let's be on our best behavior. We have a guest in the house, Mr. Selo Hatang, CEO, Nelson Mandela Foundation. Just for the record, voice notes, please, to be under a minute, no background noise, short, precise, to the point, and you can be just about guaranteed we will play it. Mr. Hatang, sense of hopelessness from the first caller, and I suppose no true message is this, make every day a Mandela day with the second caller. Yeah, I think uh, both callers are reminding us of the uh, call of justice, uh, that uh, that call of justice also includes a sense of... Seventh leadership, if you like, mm. and seventh leaders don't steal from the from the poor, don't steal from the vulnerable, and uh, if we are to do anything as a nation, is to continue to hold our leaders to account, and uh, and in that accounting, 
we also have to make sure that um, they, they, they understand that uh, they hold a public office on our behalf. And that's the key, holding a, an office on behalf of the public. And that leads us to a sense of service daily, which is living a life of giving through Mandela Day. And I, I like uh, how Felix put it, that uh, if, if we are to live a Mandela life, is to always do what... Um, what uh, was done in the past around the struggle against apartheid, for example, you'd remember that uh, Kosa's um, uh, slogan, each one teach one, is actually one of the um, tools that were used to galvanize people to keep at it um, so that you just um, um, make sure that you give uh, of your time to teach others. Now a time is uh, uh, each one should feed one. Each one should hug one. Each one should um, give up what uh, what uh, you, you've been doing in terms of the theft that's there, in order for the benefit for others to benefit. Did you just say in a nutshell, Batupil? That's what we should center, Batupil. Let's talk about, and we've got all of two minutes because I really don't want to steal your time. In fact, let's not talk about something. Let's talk to Z in Cape Town. I understand. I have to say, welcome back, Z. It has been a while, so there I've said it. Z, welcome back. It's been a while. Good evening from Cape Town. Hey, good evening <laughs> to both of you, my brothers. And uh, first of all, thank you to both of you gentlemen for your contributions to intelligent debate and integrity and just bringing moral character and virtue back to a very damaged landscape. So my question is a simple one mm. to the Honorable Mr. Hatang. I, I fully support and I will participate in empowering and educating the generation which we can still rescue and rear in our young ones. But what about the generation that currently is in control and holds the power and is living the opposite of the Madiba life? What steps and efforts does the foundation make to bring those people back to what was once the honorable generation of Madiba, because for people like myself, we stand here watching by powerlessly mm, mm, the mm. country that we've all fought and cried over, powerlessly. and that I've returned mm. to because I chose to come back to the country of my birth and not go for the trappings of a life overseas. Country of my birth. But to come back and see this happening is, is sad beyond words. What and how can the foundation assist in bringing those people back to the model center of what was once a good South Africa? I think in response, um, thank you so much, Z, for your kind words. But uh, in, in response, I think it's a two-part two to your response. The first one is, uh, to your question rather, the first one is uh, the, the expectation that a leader is out there is what we should first deal with, is that uh, everyone is a leader and if we are to do that then there's no expectation of a messiah to save us from this uh, the 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 what we're going through at the moment but the second part of it Z, is also to um, do what we we've just uh, or rather we'll be launching pretty soon and a leadership program called everyone a leader where we we uh, my colleague Vern and i observed madiba's leadership and we've written a little book 
Um, and in the book, we, we actually reflect on what should leaders uh, who, who have gone through what our leaders went through should have learned and what we should impart into the future. And of course, uh, we rely heavily on Madiba's archive and the, the, the archive that I showed Songhezo recently, for example. In it, uh, Madiba reflects um, in, in what was going to be his sequel to Long Walk to Freedom that one of the pains that he has is the fear that those who have gone through very difficult times to get rid of apartheid will be the oppressors by stealing from the poor in order to just amass wealth for self. And now today, we look back and we say, Madiba, back in 1998, he made those, uh, he started making those notes for his uh, sequel to Long Walk to Freedom. It's then to say, let's turn the wheel and we're speaking to the current leaders now. Let's turn the wheel and make sure that wherever Madiba is, he looks back and say, they proved me wrong. They didn't oppress the, 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 the poor by stealing from them. Talking about that, in 1998, it was his last state visit to the UK at the time, and Cheryl Carolus, the then High Commissioner of South Africa, representing us. Madiba spoke to a young audience, and... Please Google this. Go to YouTube. There is a clip of Madiba in the UK in 98. He even jokes about the UK being kind to Bafana Bafana as they were about to participate in the World Cup in France of that year, 98. Madiba said, I'm closing the segment off before we get into the next one. One of the great tragedies of this democratic project was him seeing comrades with whom he fought deep in the trenches for our liberation themselves being caught with their hands deep in the national purse, enriching themselves at the expense of the people. Yeah. If you didn't know that, Google it. It is on YouTube. Let's take a break. Mr. Selo Hatang, after all, is going to be the talk show host of SAFM. But before that, we're just trying to get through to our guests, and I'm not going to give out the name. If you really are that interested, be very sure to see us on our on, on Twitter, Twitter, see Twitter to know who it is. And somebody that most of you do know, because at one point she was just about in charge of your life's affairs after the break. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhezo Mapepe on SAFM. Good evening, Songhezo and your guest from Nelson Mandela Foundation. Oh, what a song, a song that touches most people, more especially those who have conscience. A song that sang about Nelson Mandela, a torch bearer who captured the world's attention. Oh, it reminds me of an elder, a reconciler. Thanks a lot for that song. Thank you. That's Patrick Bunyula from East London. Good evening, uh, Songhezo. Thank you for that question. Where are the minutes? And um, was both the TRC and the CODESA uh, inspired by the sunset closes meetings, the secret sunset closes uh, meetings? And thank you, George Makosa in Port Elizabeth. Uh, good evening, uh, Songhezo and Selo, Mr. Selo. Thank you so much, uh, Songhezo, for the excellent informative show. I just want to commend and salute Selo 
for the sterling work he's doing in within the Nelson Mandela Foundation in actually keeping the legacy of Mr. Nelson Mandela alive. We thank him so much. He's doing so much for the foundation and also for the nation. He is also building his legacy as well. I wish him well in all his endeavors. That is Luyanda Sokofa in Port Elizabeth. Mr. Hatang, these are, first of all, thank you so much to all the gentlemen who participated in this voice note segment. We do appreciate that. We certainly don't take your time nor your thoughts for granted. And it is always encouraging to hear that because it gives us even that much more strength, if you will, to carry on doing what we're doing, despite what other detractors might say. But Mr. Hatang, it really was all for you in congratulating you, first of all, for the work that you do do. But George Makosa asks... How can South Africans genuinely engage a critical part of their history that they are now living out as the democratic dispensation? How can we engage, Cordessa? How can we engage the stuff that really was happening on our behalf? You mentioned the fact that these leaders are there at our behalf. They were always doing that in Cordessa. They were not speaking for themselves. They were speaking for the downtrodden and the oppressed people. They are representing the majority as well as the minority people. Why then are the majority and minority not aware of what was said in their name? Uh, well, like, uh, maybe let me start off by c- expressing my gratitude for the kind words. Um, we keep trying because we're surrounded by great people who keep uh, pushing us to say you can do better. And uh, we keep trying harder every day. So thank you very much for recognizing the effort that we put into the work that we do at the foundation. Um, regarding the um, the archive, the, the most of the archive is actually held in Pretoria the National Archives in Pretoria. And if uh, if um, members of the public are interested, they should actually um, go to the National Archives and uh, get the archive in order to learn more about uh, that, uh, that history and uh, access that archive um, uh, to in order to understand where we, we, we are at the moment, where we've been. Um, and I'm hoping that uh, when you go through, you'll be able to also get access to the archive in order to ensure that you can respond to the call of the dream. Um, we are a dreaming nation. At the, back then, we were dreaming about a free South Africa. Of course, we worked hard for it to get there. But those dreams had a lot of hope and faith uh, that uh, the future will be better. And today, uh, we're sitting where we are, we, uh, free of apartheid, but still dealing with uh, uh, the core of what apartheid used to give us, uh, which is uh, racism, inequality, and all other challenges that are there. And it would be good to, in fact, go to the archive. If you come to the Nelson Mandela Foundation, with Songezo and his team have been able to, You'll actually see part of the archive where Madiba expresses his dreams for for what he thought we should be and who we could be. And I'm hoping that uh, with, uh, through that, you'd be able to see more and better about who we are as a people. Well, we could go on forever. I'm going to have to be the bad person right now and cut this particular segment because we really, I mean, and I understand why this conversation would sort of develop the wheels that it has with Mr. Selo Hatang because he does in many respects represent the best among us as an individual and vicariously in the name of that of Dada Madiba, who sadly is no more with us. Seven years and counting. After the break, Mr. Hatang will be your SAFM Viewpoint host. I'm really keen to 
engage this conversation, but it's not my place for me to introduce who his guest is. After the break, Mr. Tang and somebody all right.